Welcome to Sandlot Sports. I am Adam Capison. I'm here with Dorian Cody. Didn't know Kevin Love joined the Miami Heat. Yeah, that, that happened over the past couple of days. Wow. And BJ Thomas. So that NBA All-Star game was the equivalent of flag football. Yeah, basically. And it's been like that for a better part of a couple of decades. Yeah. Like, I they, think the, the last All-Star game that really mattered was when, I think, was Kobe put Dwayne Wade on his ass. That was, what, 15 years ago? They need some. This shit wouldn't happen with Michael yeah. Jordan and Charles Barkley. No. No. No, they're scoring 100, almost 320 points between the two teams or whatever it was. Not at all. It's insane. I mean, but I guess the question is, and, and I asked this a couple of shows ago, do we care? I mean, realistically, do we actually care about the about any All-Star game for that? Yes. Matter? Yes, because the NBA All-Star game was the only one that was entertaining. The, the, the Major League Baseball game was brewed fastballs. The, uh, the NFL game has been dwindling since we've been alive. It's just there, it used to be a little competitive. Now there's no competition at all. But the NBA game, it was like the third and fourth quarter. You know, you aren't going to punk me on national TV, this, that, and the other. There's none of that anymore. It's gone. Yeah. And I, I just pulled up a, a history of, of the NBA All-Star game. And yeah, I mean, up until about 2020, 2011-ish, it was, there was some defense. I mean, obviously there was a lot of points scored, but there you know, were going to be always points scored. But like in the late 90s when MJ was doing his thing, yeah, the games were competitive and the games were mm-hmm. tight and they were lower scoring. And like, okay, so 96, 129 to 118. Yeah, that's a normal, that's a normal game score. Yeah. So 2014, 163 to 155. Of course, mm. the the prominence of the three pointer and how much they let him shoot it now is also a big deal. Yeah, and and especially mm. if you're not going to guard them, they're going to hit it. They're going to hit it. I yeah. mean, in, in 2016, actually 2017, the score is 192 to 182. Mm. So again, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> I wonder how mad Malcolm X was uh, when Max McClung won that dunk contest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just kidding. But that kid, that was impressive. Yeah, yeah. He's but, only six two. Yeah. The thing about it is, like, when I saw that Matt McClung was in it, I'm like, he's gonna win it because I saw what he was doing in high school. Yeah, those he dunks. Doing, he does in high school. Seventeen yeah. years old. Yeah. Yeah. And the Max, the Malcolm X thing was a joke. The Joey Bosa comment meme that I posted for a split second, I thought that was real. Because <laughs> I could see, I could see yeah. one of the Bosa singing that. For a split yeah. second, I was like, eh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said uh, the meme said uh, as it should be. I think is what it said in referring to Max McClellan winning the dunk during Black History. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, for a split second, my brain was like, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think I think with a slam dunk contest, I think that they should have like professional outside dunkers in the dunk contest. Oh, they I don't never think they will. Be they never will. There, there never will be another NBA player player in it again. Those guys are doing stuff that are light years ahead of Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon would be it. Yeah, because yeah. and that was that was the thing up until this year. Like the creativity was gone. Like Jordan Kilgannon would have beat uh, Max McClung last night. Hmm. Or the other night, excuse me, like this weekend. But, I mean, there, there's uh, other than McClendon, there, there really is zero creativity. It's the same dunks that we've seen for a decade, if not more. 
Have you seen right. the scorpion dunk that Kilgannon does? No. Oh, he, is that the one he, where he? If if, the, if you're facing the basket, he's running from sideline to sideline, and he dunks behind him as yeah. he passes the basket. Yeah. One handed, and yeah. it's just like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I told someone. I said, I said to me, he is the greatest dunker, probably of all time. It's, in my opinion, it's tough, and he's you know he's about the same height as McClung. He's in the six two six three area. Yeah, yeah. You guys are just super athletic. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I still think if Vince had seen where this was going, and twenty three year old Vince was here now, he'd be up there. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, he's just super explosive. Yeah. But most dunkers nowadays in the NBA, it's just power. I mean, that that's everybody's like, well, LeBron needs needs to be in the dunk contest. Why? It's just power. It's not creativity. Right. Exactly. Like I told someone, I said, honestly, in my opinion, I said Zach Levine is a better dunker than Michael Jordan. Yeah, probably. But would Zach Levine be what he was without Michael Jordan? So this is why no. this is why I hate these right. lists. It's like right. there's a right. progression that has to happen. Right, absolutely. You know what I mean, absolutely. a guy wow. like Zach Levine might have come along, but would it be ten or fifteen years down the road? Right. So technically, so so technically, what we're saying is, regardless of what, like, when it comes to dunking, it has to go through Jordan because he set the tone. Yeah, I mean, and still, you that uh, what's the one he did in North Carolina and in the dunk costume where he cups it and dunks it when he's going by the rim? Mm-hmm. That's a hard. That's still hard as hell in any era. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, you cup a ball, you're taking what four or five inches off your jump, mm-hmm. and because you're and, not stretched, you're not stretched out. And the thing mm-hmm. about this argument is, if you took Jordan and put him now with the creativity that he would have seen put through his progression, you had the creativity in his, his athleticism, he'd be ahead of Zach Levine. Yeah. Like Jordan led to Vince, up with, Vince led to these guys. Yeah. They yeah. they weren't coming up with some of the dunks that McClendon had that you see in and one. They they right. just didn't exist. Yeah, right. this is my problem with the list, which we'll cover later on in, yeah. in the show. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if you think about it, so technically it's not Jordan, it's Dr. J. Because Dr. J was the first one to start putting the creativity in the dunks content. Well, yeah, well, then you can go back to what was it, Connie Hawkins? Was he the per- first person to 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 dunk? I think no, the, no. They were dunking early. They were yeah. they were dunking in the the fifties and sixties. They it was actually outlawed in college That's because right. of Kareem, right? Um, but I, th- I think it was Connie Dawkins or um, one of the other guys that went to the Globetrotters that really started dunking with style, mm. and that that led to Dr. J. That led to Jordan. That led to Vince, and then oh, yeah. this is where we are now. That, okay. And truthfully, it probably comes from some guy at Rucker Park. Yeah. 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 Because but, as as we've seen and everywhere, you know, the, the person that comes up with the idea isn't the person that becomes famous for it. No. That's true. Ask, ask the dude that invented the moonwalk. It wasn't Michael. It wasn't Michael. Yeah. Ask the dude that invented the electric car. Sure as hell it wasn't Elon. What? No. No, uh, boy, if you do some research to find out how long ago we had electric cars, would blow your mind. Oh yeah, they they just were not. The batteries weren't feasible. They <laughs> they were not fe- the batteries weren't feasible, and they were not profitable enough for the companies no. to to mass produce. Not to mention, uh, I believe it was Edison who rolled out there and killed an elephant just to prove that his uh, electricity was safer. 
Wow. Yeah, well, because you had you had uh, Nikola Tesla like literally sitting in a room full of electricity, and it was yeah. all around him, and he was just just chilling because his was much safer. Yeah, uh, Edison took care used to the same paranoia that caused the dark or helped uh, the dark ages. Mm. We're all generally stupid, and rich people and inventors know that. Yes. <laughs> Oh yeah, so that's that's the problem with the list, though. They just there's there's a line of things that has to happen, and it's hard to put one in front of the other because if not for this one, there might not be that one. Yeah. And and it, it's hard to compare eras, and, you know. And we we talked we've talked about it in in the past with Curry. Like, would Curry have been successful back when and Jordan was playing? Maybe because he would have. He it's not it's not like a time machine. Well, you don't just drop him. <laughs> I've heard some. I heard an interview, and I wish I remember who it was what was. It was talking about they talked to some of the older players like Isaiah Thomas. They're like, "Look, we could touch him. We could stop him from running all over the court." And yeah. and they said by year four he was having ankle problems. What do you think we would have done with that? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if Steph Curry would have made it back then. A lot. They were the ability to be more physical would be a big yeah. thing to a guy that's what. Six to 180 pounds, 190 pounds, maybe. Yeah. And see, and my, and my argument to that, and I'm not just discrediting your argument, but my retort to it is if Curry grew up in that, he would be more used to that contact. Mm. Eh, maybe. But the fact of the matter is, Michael Jordan's going to guard him. Yeah. And Michael Jordan's four inches taller with similar speed. Yeah. But he, yeah, he's not, but he's not going to guard him every night. Um, they would have shut his ass down. My Steve, he would have been a Steve Kerr. He would have relied on the ball going in the post and coming back out to get a shot off. Now, okay, let let's take that. Let's take that for instance. Let's say you put uh, Steph Curry, Dorian. Just calm down for a second when I say this. You put Steph Curry and the Dennis Scott role at in, in Orlando. Hmm. If Steph Curry was in that role, the Magic probably would win that series against the Rockets. Shaq could probably average five to seven more points a game. Yeah. Yeah. Because the double team would be a lot slower to get there. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Now, again, not every team had a Shaq on on their roster, but they had Shaq, they had David, they had Akeem, they had Patrick. Talking about the land of the Giants, just about everybody had a functional seven footer back then yeah right 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 mm. Mm. but like in another thing i want to talk about we say could michael jordan play in this era so oh, are, you telling, are you telling he could are you telling me the 18 year old michael jordan is going to have the training weightlifting techniques that we have now mm. but he'd be are you kidding me <laughs> he'd be unstoppable he'd, he'd, been, unstoppable. he'd have been 210 pounds when he was 20 years old yeah yeah now what he would be a more athletic, more skillful Anthony Edwards. I think. He's two inches taller. Yeah, and and you bring up a good point that oh it gets often forgotten about is that Michael Jordan was where he was because he hit the weight room, because right. he was focused to hit the weight room. He realized yeah. he had to do oh, it. the Detroit lot the Detroit Pistons focused in the, oh, yeah. yes. the weight room. Now it if you back that up to his rookie year or even high or even college, that weight training, that strength training, you put it then, mm. 
I don't know if he loses the series. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, Bird would have it, Magic would have it, and all that. I don't think that would matter. They were saying when Mike came in the league, he's 195 pounds to 6'6". I believe mm-hmm. that. Because yeah. he was scrawny. If you go back look at the early films, he was scrawny. Yeah. So there's not, it's not a stretch to think that he would have been 215 in today's NBA. Yes. Yeah. And... You know, all all the LeBron stands out there can can say what they want. <laughs> LeBron does not have the mentality that Mike has. That mentality left when Kobe left this planet. Mm-hmm. There has not been a, a a player with that mentality. You know, Giannis is close, but it's just not the same. Mm. I agree. So so guys, I know it's. The NFL is gone. Um, there it was football over the weekend. I don't know if we count the X, the XFL. I know Paxton Lynch doesn't want us to talk about it, but mm. that's okay. Um, so I was thinking that we we could actually do our preparation for the draft because I know it's a couple months away, but hell, we don't have much content. Um, so I figured what we could do is actually just kind of analyze the teams and give our own opinions as to what the teams need. We'll, we'll just do like a division a week. That should get us through the next couple months. Um, and we'll start with the AFC East. So I'll let you guys kind of start um, w- with Buffalo. So what do we think Buffalo needs? For the third year in a row, they need a running back. Running back. Yep. Where are they going to get it? Who the hell knows? Yeah, I don't know. But uh, if I were them, I'd put all my chips in Saquon Barkley. <laughs> just you know just come on over here stay in the state you, yeah. you can stay stay you you know yeah. you know new york just just come on over yep yeah. come on over is he a free agent or... yep oh well and and daniel jones i think is a free agent too and he just fired his agent oh yeah because he wasn't getting the job done yeah and he hired he, st- he hired the same agent that got Dak Prescott overpaid so We'll see. Yeah. So, and they need anything else? I mean, I, I'm going to go like de- defensive line because Abe, I just always like defensive line. But I mean, we, we saw they got zero pressure on Skyler Thompson in hmm. the playoffs. I think we're underrating the Dolphins more than the Bills' defense. You think so? Yeah, the Dolphins' offensive line is pretty solid. They absolutely need defensive help, though. They got Shaq Lawson, Von Miller. I don't know who's coming back next year. That's the only problem. Let me see if I can. Yeah, and and Von Miller is getting up there in age. Still effective in third downs, though. So I think Shaq Lawson, I think he's there for another couple of years. Um, oh, they're losing some people, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because the, the only um defensive lineman that I even recognize is actually a converted tight end that's Ed Oliver, yep. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I 100% agree that they need running back help because the running back is Devon Singleton, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, and De- uh, Devin Singletary. Yeah. Not going to um, cut it. No. Yeah, they're losing Jordan Poyer, Tremaine Edmonds, uh, Roger Saffold on the offensive line, Jordan Phillips is a defensive lineman, Shaq Lawson. I mean, these are all people that could walk. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they're probably going to resign some of them, but you can only resign so many. Yeah, so there's they got a decent amount of key contributors possibly walking away from this team. Yep. So do they, do they need help anywhere else that we can we can identify? I think D yeah. line or running back go a long way for them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to Miami. Quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I need a quarterback with neck muscles. <laughs> you know he's taking judo to learn how to fall. Seriously. I heard that. Yeah. You know, probably help. Yeah. But how are you going to learn how to fall when somebody's wrapped around you? That's the problem. Right. Now what? Yeah. Now I I know like they were like what twenty fourth twenty fifth in rush offense, but didn't they pick up uh, was Elijah Liza Mitchell? I believe they did. Number uh, I don't know who he is, but yeah, um, to help carry that, uh, I was going to say, um, for them to get a a solid QB. That will work wonders because the uh, McDaniel, his schemes, his schemes are successful. I was reading when he has a mobile quarterback, they don't have to be as, as, as athletic as Lamar Jackson, but just a quarterback that can move outside the pocket. Like, actually, I think Brock Purdy will work successfully with um, McDaniel's system. Well, and Brock Miami. Purdy's not playing next year. Right. Right. But but someone that caliber to where like can move out of pocket with needs to, but can throw on the move. So, I mean, someone like a Dak, but not obviously not Dak because he's going to stay in Dallas. But I mean, they be just right. They need a quarterback that stays on the field and yeah. understand and like can count to two and can tell you how many fingers you're holding up. Because mm-hmm. I mean, look, the wide receivers are Tyree Kill, Jalen Water Waddle, you know. Was it Gasecki? Is yep. there tight end? Gasecki, yeah. I mean, uh, Gasecki's got... a free agent. Oh, okay. Well, mm. not that they used him. He'd be smart to leave because they didn't use him. Yeah. He, he made um, man. I just, man, can you imagine Gasecki in Cincinnati, Joe Burrow? Or <laughs> <Or> in Dallas? <laughs> yeah. Oh, even Dallas, yeah. Again, they just go to a team that knows how to use a tight end. Yeah, Gasecki's unrestricted. Bridgewater, Love and Ingram. I'm just looking for, I'm trying to look for starters. Raheem Mostert, Trey yeah, it Flowers. Was, it, it wasn't Elijah Mitchell. It was Jeff Wilson they picked up. Mm. Jeff Wilson, yeah. Van Ginkle, their linebacker. I mean, they got. Got a decent amount of people that are contributors leaving. Also, Jeff Wilson. There's two running backs. Their their biggest priority might be running back and neck muscles. Yeah. Well, and I I do like the way the NFL does it. 
which is opposite than the NBA, because mm-hmm. the NFL will do free agency first and then the draft. Right. Because it, it allows the players that are established to find a home first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when your average career is four seasons, they should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll go into uh, quarterback and running back for Miami. That's what I would say. Their defense is pretty solid. Every defense could use help, but. What about the Patriots? Mm. Quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust Mac Jones. I don't know how anybody would. But but he's an Alabama quarterback. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is officially the best Alabama quarterback ever. Well, next to uh the Hall of Famer, Joe Namath? Yeah, Joe Namath, excuse me. Other than that, though, Jalen Hurts. McCarron, gone. Um, Tua, broken all the time. Mac Jones, Mac Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Mac Jones is like a room temperature, glass of water, on a cold on a hot day. Just <laughs> thanks, I guess. <laughs> thanks for not letting me you know, die of thirst. Yeah, I guess at least we're not dying. I mean, I, I'm looking at New England's offense, and you know, and and somehow they, yeah, they they were terrible. Their defense was okay, but their offense was like terrible. I think they were 26th overall in defense. Mm-hmm. Um, because look, look at what they have: quarterback is Mac Jones, running back is Ramon Stevenson, Damian Harris. Um, the wide receivers are Jacoby Myers, Devontae Parker, and Taquan Thornton. Tight end is Hunter Henry. Can they just like just draft an entire team over? Because <laughs> that's just bad. Yeah. Apparently, um, what Belichick tried to do was he tried to do the second coming of Grunk and Aaron Hernandez with Hunter Henry and John Smith. But it didn't nice work try. Out. Nice try. <laughs> do or do not, there is no try. <laughs> Thanks, Yoda. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, Devin McCourty is a free agent. Jonathan Jones, Jacoby Myers, Isaiah Wynn, that's a tackle. Wow. Jabril Peppers, Rayquan McMillan, a lot of solid people. Yeah. Damian Harris, Marcus Cannon. Yeah, so Patriots got some serious decisions to make. And let's not forget that Belichick doesn't like paying players. At all, he 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 will not overpay. Oh, there goes Jonathan Jones. Yep. There goes Jacoby Myers. He's yep. probably gone because they're young and they're going to look for their contracts. Well, Damian Harris hasn't done enough to get a contract. Yeah, they still have Nelson Aguilar on their team. Hmm. He's a free agent. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. The Patriots have work to do on both sides of the ball. Losing Devin McCourty would be huge. He played 97% of the snaps in last year. Yeah, and I think this is Matt Judon's last year. Is he a free agent? Or I think he has one more year ago. I don't think he's on the team anymore. You know, Judon? Yeah, he, he was on the team when the season ended. Oh, he was? Okay. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he's still there. Or what his contract status is, but Google can tell us that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he he's got two more years left. Two more years. Yeah, well, yeah. but I, mean, I can see Belichick trading him after next season. I mean, after this season, so he won't have to take any more hits on uh, on uh, I guess his team budget. So I can see him definitely letting Matt Judon go to someone else early. Yeah. The Patriots in a lot more trouble. Yeah. Than, uh, I mean, they need a lot of help on both sides of the ball. Their mm-hmm. offense was subpar. Well, that's uh, an understatement. Aren't they actually bringing in an uh, offensive coordinator this year? I think so. Yeah. And, and before I forget, speaking of offensive coordinators, um, I'm, I'm sure I know the answer, but I'm, I want someone to, to verbally say it. Why does Eric B. Enemy need to go to Washington to quote unquote prove himself before he gets a head coaching job? But the two assistant coaches in Philadelphia can get head coaching jobs immediately. I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> Cause I was gonna say that last week. I'm like, wait a minute. So, so, but I also asked Eric B. Enemy, like, so you're comfortable going to be an OC in Washington? To where you can well, keep the same job you have and, and work with the one of the greatest quarterbacks could be ever, but you got to go to Washington. Like, here's the thing, though, I would say it is the thing we're thinking, except for the fact that Shady McCoy came out and said some really dirty shit about him today. Also, yeah, about how when the position players are corrected in the offensive meeting, that it's Andy Reid that does that and not Eric Bieniemy. Mm-hmm. And that a lot of the formations are Andy Reid's, not Eric Bieniemy's. Oh wow! Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to play that card unless it's absolutely necessary. Right. So I just I don't know about this specific case. Yeah, but even then, it's like so. So so you think Eric Bieniemy is trying to prove himself that hey, you know, it's not Andy Reid's play calling; it's my play calling. Could be. Are we comparing Eric Bieniemy to? To Kyrie. To who? To Kyrie Irving. Hey, I can do this on my own. I don't need y'all. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's not a move to Dallas, says. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I I saw the um, introduction for the, the coach that got hired in, in Arizona. He was, I think it was the Defensive coordinator for Philly. Jonathan Gannon? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I thought the team was in trouble with with Kingsbury last year. Holy hell. They looked they looked like there was a couple of meetings for the range marriage the first time. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, shit. This is what I'm stuck with. God damn it. <laughs> so we got one more team to do that this, this week, and then we'll move on. Who um, gives a shit? Well, ex- especially knowing the team, because yeah. I, I know what the answer is. Who gives a be. shit about the Jets? The Jets. Mm-hmm. So if y'all say any position other than quarterback, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rest, <laughs> rest of the team's actually pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. They get pressure, got corners, got wide receivers, got a running back, yeah. decent offensive line. Especially like Gary Wilson, man. I I told you that when he was drafted, him yeah. and Chris Olave. Trust me, I, I know too much about. 
Do they sell all the way out for a rod? Um, I know they're they're looking to to bring car in. Uh, again, my question: Do they sell all the way out for a rod? Well, and see, and and here's the question: here, kind of the the ancillary question to that. They, I think, they already have by getting uh, by bringing Hackett in. And the problem yeah. that's the only way that move makes sense if Aaron Rodgers comes. If yeah. Aaron Rodgers does not come, you're gonna have egg on your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing. So the fact that Rodgers isn't there already and the they're interviewing Carr tells me Hackett may not even coach a game. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, the only reason why he's there is to get Rodgers in. Pretty much. You know, and, and if I'm Rogers, that might be the place to go because y'all just mentioned it. They've got a pretty solid running back room. They've got really good receivers now. They've got a, a defense that's on the rise. I mean, it's it's a place to go if you're a quarterback. Absolutely. And so I, I'm going to say this. I, I know it's counter to the narrative, but yet, yes, Zach Wilson is a bust. Mm. Oh. Yeah, y'all act like you disagree with me, so just say it. Oh, that's oh. those hurt, man. Those yes. high round draft picks that just don't work out. Those hurt. Yeah. Now he's yeah. I wouldn't say he's the, the biggest bust of all time. And I sure as so I wouldn't say that Jimmy Clausen or Brady Quinn are the biggest bust of all time. Because somebody actually made that argument online a couple days ago. Um I, I'm gonna reserve oh. that. The offensive lineman that the Packers drafted is on steroids that fell apart like a season later. That was the biggest bust of all time. Yeah, Marinovich, I think his name was. Yeah. I don't know. I think something like that. Yeah. Oh, was Marinovich the quarterback? And that was That's the quarterback. No. Yeah, he's the quarterback. I, I get I, I get the two of them confused because their names are so close together. Mm-hmm. Tony Mandarich. Mandarich. Thank you. Yeah, boy, when those guys get to the league and they got to start pissing in that cup, like, whoa, whoa. they just uh, wither. <laughs> Mandarich, uh, Bosworth. Yep. Yep. So you're, you're going Mandarich was the biggest bust of all time? Second-round offensive lineman. Supposed to be the most dominant offensive lineman people had ever seen, and then he just got hosed by the NFL. I mean, Robert Gallery could kind of go on that list too of supposed to change the the league as an offensive lineman. I think he was out before his contract was even up, and he his wasn't steroids; it was just talent. So, Dorian, you want to jump into this? Um, biggest bust. I mean, I'm looking at a list compiled by Bleacher Report. We're gonna see. Who A lot of people say uh, Jamarcus Russell. Um, I mean, I, uh, I man, that's tough. That's tough. Jamarcus Russell is, is up. It, it, it's hard to pick against the guy who literally did not read the playbook. <laughs> uh, he was winging it, Uncle Rico style. I mean, that it, it, it's hard to beat that one. Um, mm. but there's also like. Basically, any running back from Penn State in the 80s and 90s, <laughs> Kijana Carter, Blair Thomas, um, yeah. Curtis Enos, but any of them. <laughs> Bleacher Report has Ryan Leaf number one. 
mm. and Jamarcus Russell number two, mm. and Mandarich at number three. Now, I, I will say, and I will go on record on this, and I will, I will freely admit this, when it was the 97 draft. And Bosworth at four. Yeah. Mm. But the 97 draft, I debated in my head, was Manny better or was Leaf better? And I was not the only one that did that. But I was like, I don't know. And I finally settled on Manny and started the Colts, and that was a wise decision. <laughs> Looking at this list, I'm noticing that the uh, the 90s had a whole lot of Latimers. Yes. <laughs> Steve Eatman, Mandarich. Oh, Charles Edmund Rogers. Was, Charles Rogers. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You remember Charles Rogers, don't you? Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so does the, um, the Detroit Police Department. Keith Schuler. Ooh, Ooh this is bad. Okay. And so, uh, there's Art Schlitter. Schlitzer. Well, he was he, uh, he, he drank he, his way out of Ohio. No, State. he gambled his way out of Ohio State. Mm-hmm. That's that. Okay, so the 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 list I'm looking at this is on Fan Buzz. Okay, number one is Kijana Carter. Two is Johnny Football. Three is David Carr, which I don't agree with yeah. because it's hard to judge a guy when he's the See, first pick on an expansion team and the he most sacked the most in NFL history. Yeah, I, I season. Um. That seems like a more recent list. I don't think that's a, that doesn't feel like an all time list to me. Yeah, I'm just, well, number four was Trent Richardson. So to your point, um, number five is not a player. I swear to you, and I will, I will share the screen if you don't believe me. It says almost every quarterback picked by the Jacksonville Jaguars. True. <laughs> True. You kiss my ass. <laughs> True. You know, well, are there some players from Jacksonville? I'm sure so. I mean, I'm not naive. Like, well, that's, all right then. What quarterback by the that was drafted by the Jaguars worked out for you guys? Besides, besides Trevor Lawrence and Mark Brunel. Um, no, he wasn't drafted he was not, by you. He was not drafted nope. by the Jaguars. Nope. What, what, where did he come he was, from? He was Bay? a backup in Green Bay. So we picked him up for agency. I yeah. think he picked him up in the expansion draft. Expansion draft, something like that. Wow. Blaine Gabbert, uh, how'd that work out? Blake Bortles. Um, I mean, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, we we drafted David Garrard. And he was compared to our other yeah. quarterbacks. I mean, exactly compared to your other quarterbacks. <laughs> like, at least this turd was wet and not dry. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to David Garrard, man. Um, um, I met him a long time ago. Solid dude, man. He was nice. Uh, signed autographs. Um, took pictures with with folks. Like solid person. Okay, um, so here here but, are the quarterbacks that, that I found that were were drafted by Jacksonville. Starting in '95, Rob Johnson out of USC. We know wow. that story. Um, in '98, Jonathan Quinn out of Middle Tennessee State. I don't know what Oops. that was for. Um, I remember JT Quinn. They called him. Yep. Um, in 2002, in the fourth round, David Garrard out of East Carolina. Best of the group. The next year, they decided that that wasn't good enough, so we needed to go with Byron Leftwich. That's right, Byron. Played for us. And then... Already a better offensive coordinator <laughs> than he was a quarterback. This is true. <laughs> um, we'll and then two, the 2011, um, they decided to pick up Blaine Gabbert. Mm. 
Mm. Now, he probably would have been okay if the 2012 uh, draft pick had worked out, and that was Justin Blackman. Not a quarterback, but... Yeah. Damn. Imagine not being able to quit pot to make a million dollars a year. A couple (laughs) million dollars a year. Imagine that. Um, 2014... Yeah. In 2014, they picked uh, Blake Bortles. Mm. <laughs> and then in 2015, they decided that Blake needs a uh, running back, so they picked up uh, TJ Yelton. Okay. Yeah. Um, then 2016, they decided to pick up a quarterback in the sixth round and that tried to go to the Tom Brady route. But Brandon Allen didn't quite work out like Tom Brady did. Oh, yeah. Arkansas. <laughs> um, yep. And then 2019. Oh, here, here, here's the keeper, Gardner Minshew. I like Minshew, man. But 2020, Boo. they decided to pick to to you know, disregard Minshew and pick up Jake Luton from Air, from Oregon State. <laughs> and then they finally picked up Trevor. So, yeah, Dwayne, your draft history is about as bad as the Lions. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Bro, I'm not doubting that <laughs> at all. <laughs> I'm not doubting that at all, man. I mean, we've been, we've been, you know, we've been okay with picking running backs, just that quarterback situation. Yeah. Holy shit. I, okay. I, I am generally surprised by what I just saw. Mm-hmm. So in 2007, in the fifth round, they picked up Josh Gaddis from Wake Forest. Yes, that Josh Gaddis. Your your former offensive coordinator from Miami was drafted by Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a coincidence, huh? Crash. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh. Yeesh. Now that we've given your draft history a full enema. <laughs> <laughs> With that, we'll take a quick break. <laughs> Want more Sandlot Sports? Just follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports or on Twitter at Sandlot Sports 21.